testing, testing. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Miss Na. Um, please forgive my voice. The stress of even recording this has it's, it's taken a toll on me. The thought of having to eulogize my friend, Mr. Rab the International. The thought of even thinking of him in the past tense. It's, it has it's taken a toll on me, so... I might not sound like myself, but this is me. This is me. <laughs> and normally, when things of this magnitude happen, uh, for 11 years while I was on radio, I would just simply go to work, open the microphone, and, you know, comfort the people of Accra and just grieve with y'all. Um, but... I don't have that, but thank God, technology day. You know what I mean? So I said, let me record. Uh, I haven't recorded in, in a minute, but this had to be done. I had to represent for my brother, Rab. Um, I met Rab way before I was Miss Nah. I met Rab uh, just around the time I started to understand who Triple S was. That was my moniker or my brand back in the day and I love seeing all the pictures in the video now of Rab laughing and smiling and dancing because the Rab I met back in the 90s <laughs> Rab didn't have no time to smile and joke and laugh with nobody okay Rab Bakari was very much a man on a mission he and Reggie met and he made it his life's work to make sure that hip life became as successful, as commercially successful as it could be. And I remember because Reggie was very much the talent and Rab was very much the business person. You know what I mean? You, you, you know how the artists get, you know, they want to play video games and enjoy the life, you know, and do the parties and all that. And Rab just always had his head down. He never... He, he ain't have no time for us. What y'all doing? Y'all going out? <laughs> he was going to work. He was going to chase some money. He was going to uh, 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 get some, some labels so that, you know, we could count how many units they moved in distribution. Like, he was just always on the move. He had a backpack on. He was walking everywhere. He was fighting everybody to get what was due to Reggie. Like, that was just... I had never met such passion. I had never met such drive. You know what I mean? Rab was very, very much a New Yorker. You know what I mean? He knew how to pound pound the concrete and hustle. And boy, oh boy, he hustled. He hustled. Like, you know, like as a kid, like if you hadn't done your homework and your dad came home, and you'd be like, ooh, daddy's coming. Like, that was, that was Rab. <laughs> We could be chilling at Reggie's place and Rab, you know, had like the room next door to Reggie's and we'd be like, oh, Rab's coming. And he would just come and look at us. What y'all doing? Playing video games? Y'all playing video? Ah. He always had this ah. He would just kind of like throw his hand over his shoulder at us like, you put on no serious. <laughs> that was Rab. He was always working, always working. And it it paid off. The reason why. GH urban artists today can mount stages is because Reggie paved the way. 
the reason why GH artists can get paid for mounting those stages is because of what Rab Bakari did. And and that should not go uncelebrated in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? He he just he worked so so hard. And even when he wasn't in Ghana, because there was a time where he was gone, you know, it was after he fell in love. And I, we were all shocked. Like, rap had no time for anything unless it was studio time, chasing down some money, being in some meeting to sign some agreement with somebody or other that would benefit Reggie himself or Casa Records. He had no time for nothing. And then the next thing we knew, he was smitten. He was he was in love he he called her AC, we called her princess. You know what I mean? She was she was young, she was fun. And Rab had met his match because Rab didn't take nonsense from nobody. And AC is a tough little cookie. <laughs> and they were just they were just cute as could be. And then the next thing we knew, Rab said he was going back to America. And I'm like, what? How how you gonna leave this this creative collective that we have you going back to america the place where you know he had dogged and shunned because he loved africa but he knew he knew and it's sad that he knew that if he wanted to provide for his family the way he wanted to he was gonna have to leave the shores of ghana we we weren't there yet you know what i mean he, he put in all this work but we weren't there yet he knew what he, he knew what it was going to take financially to provide for a wife and the kids that would come later. So it broke all of our hearts, but it had to be done. And and Rab moved back to America. But even even when he was gone, he was still putting the work for GH. That was a beautiful thing. I remember one time after I had moved back to the States, um, there was some Ghana celebration in the park somewhere uh, in upstate New York. And Rab didn't live too far from there. So it was me, um, Rab's homegirl, Claudia, my homegirl, Claudia, and my homeboy, Francis Poku. We drove up to Rab's house before we hit the the Ghana Independence Party in the Park type thing. And what? Because th- this, is, this is what blew my mind, okay? Because when I met Rab, they were in the boys' cortes of Mr. Saint Osei, Mr. Reggie Osei. Uh, the designer, they were living in his boys' quarters. You know, they each had a room and they were grinding, trying to make something out of their art. And I pull up, pull up on me. I pulled up on my man Rab years later in, in upstate New York to this, mag- this this house was huge, magnificent. The land it was sitting on was humongous. Like, <laughs> nigga had deer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was beautiful. I was like, wow, Rab, this is all you? You know, super, super proud of him. And I, that was the first time I met his uh, two beautiful daughters. They, they're women now, you know, but they were babies then. And just walking through that house and sitting out on the grounds and talking to him and AC and just, I was super proud of him. But even then, his mind was still, you know, on Ghana. And the, the things that he could, the things that he wanted to get back to do. And he was working at um, 
it was he was working at Universal. He was under the Def Jam umbrella. And I was like, why would you want to even think about going back to Ghana? Like, nigga, you work for Def Jam. Like, don't you see Jay-Z in the hallway? <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, but that's 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 not what it was about for him. You know what I mean? I was I believe I was more stoked than he was, that he was part of the team that helped uh design uh Kanye's album cover. I think it was late registration. Like he he was like Nah, it's just teddy bears everywhere. <laughs> he was not impressed at all. Like, I was like, you're working on Kanye's album? You know, because Rab, in addition to being a super producer and an amazing DJ, he also had crazy art skills. He was a graffiti artist. So it was no surprise that, you know, they used his talents for that. But he he was not stoked to be, you know, at Universal. Like, it served his purpose. It helped, you know provide for his family and all of that but all he wanted to do was get back to Ghana because there was still so much work that had to be done but I, I will say one of the things that I noticed that trip was he was much softer you know the rabbi knew who you know could be abrasive at times you know like ah, I ain't got no time for this I gotta go you know get this signed I gotta get this done I gotta chase this money he was much softer and I, and I dared to say that it was because he was a dad and he was a dad of two girls and for a lot of men that that just softens you up and it softened him up so beautifully you know he was just much more relaxed he was smiling and choking and all that kind of stuff and I was just like hmm like I noticed it I noticed it and fast forward to several years later when I had moved back to Ghana <laughs> and I was doing the radio thing and I just randomly happened to bump into him. You know, he was in Ghana for some award ceremony and I'm looking at my man dancing and smiling and joking with everybody. And I had never seen rap dance. I knew he was a B-boy from back in the day, but I'm telling you rap had no time to enjoy anything. He was working. In the 90s, all he wanted to do was work, 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 and push, push, push so that he could make something, you know, something to be proud of out of hip life. And now I'm watching him. He's chatting with people. It was a social butterfly. And I'm like, yo, who is this rap? <laughs> but the evolution was just beautiful to see. And I also think that he was he was softer and he was much more relaxed because there were more people who understood what he had been fighting for all those years. There were more people that understood what this urban young sound could mean for Ghana. There were more people that were pushing like he was. There were more artists that were, you know, pushing the envelope like Rockstone was. You know what I mean? So he he could kick back and relax. He was watching the the fruits of his labor blossom. You know what I mean? Back in the 90s, Charlie, it was a solo man show. He was fighting by himself. Everybody, like, you know what I mean? Everybody was against him. Wasn't nobody trying to hear just young people saying they rapping in chi and mixing chi and out English and, and mixing hip-hop and high life. Like, it had never been done before. So there wasn't nobody to jump on the bandwagon. Like, rap was really doing this by himself and also we all know our so-called industry 
<laughs> to get anybody to pay you. You know what I mean? Like Rab really had to fight. He had to work hard to make to make it what it is today. We got artists jumping on stages at the O2. You know what I mean? We got artists jumping on stages all over the world, getting paid for it. They know their worth because Rab helped them. See what I'm saying? And I'm going to miss him. Everybody's going to miss him. Everybody's going to miss him because his work was so significant and his personality was just so large and larger than life that I cannot believe he is no longer with us. It doesn't, it doesn't seem real, you know, even though when Reggie and I spoke the, the day it happened, he said, yo, nah, the, the, the fact that this man would pass on Independence Day just goes to show you the spiritual bond he had with Ghana was, was no joke. It was no joke. It was no joke. I used to tell Rab every time I ran into him because he would talk endlessly about his daughters, his two beautiful, intelligent daughters. And I would always say to him, Rab, you talk about them all the time. When are you going to bring them to Ghana? When are you going to bring them to Ghana? He was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not time. It's not time. You know, they were in school, you know, like, and he always, he always said, oh, AC loves America. <laughs> Shout out to Princess. Like, America suits her, you know? So she she was cool taking care of her babies there, you know? But it pains me deeply that they never got to experience Ghana through their dad's eyes. I would have loved that to have happened for them. And it's really, really, really heartbreaking that they come to Ghana to say farewell to him. So... When they make it there, when they make it to Ghana, please, everybody that knew and loved their father, I need you to make these girls feel the love that their father felt. I want them to get it. I want them to get why their dad was always on a plane coming back to Ghana. Let they, I'm sure they know it, but let them feel it. Let them feel that love. Let them feel it. Oh, man. What else can you say? He's an amazing man. I have so many memories of Rab. Part of the reason why I am Triple S, why I am Miss Na, is because Rab was part of that creative community <clears throat> that helped groom me. You know, it was, it was a very simple life I led back then. I went to work. I worked at Groove FM. I did the mid-morning show when I was done. Uh, me and my homegirl, Nadine, she was my marketing person. We would pick up Papaya because Reggie always had to have Papaya every day. I don't I don't know what was wrong with Reggie. If it wasn't Papaya, it was Katawudiasu. But every damn day, Reggie had to have that for lunch. So we would pick it up for him, get back to the crib, and play music. And Nadine, Nadine has been on um, one of Reggie's songs on his album. I've also been on... Uh, one of Reggie's albums. So it was always get back to the crib, play music, write rhymes. Reggie was always playing video games too. Like it was a very, very simple life. But I know for a fact, every day 
they listen to my show. And Reggie would always, yeah, yeah, because he, he would big me up because I would always play his music. But Rab always critiqued me, you know, like, why did you do this? Why did you make this choice? When you ask, when you were interviewing this person, why did you ask them that? Did you think about asking it this way? Like, we were just friends talking, but it made me a better broadcaster. You know what I mean? It it, it definitely helped me be outspoken. Well, nobody more outspoken than Mr. Rab, <clears throat> Mr. Rab the International. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nobody was more outspoken than Mr. Rab the International. That is for sure. So I, I I I credit I credit both of them with me becoming who I am as a creative and and living and walking in that life for about twenty something years. I say goodbye to my friend. I love you dearly. It brings me peace that you were where you wanted to be on Independence Day. That you were at a music festival. That you were in a country you loved. Surrounded by people who loved you. It brings me great comfort to know that one of the people that rushed him to the hospital was my baby daddy. <laughs> Shout outs to my daughter's father, Adamu. If y'all know my child's father, then you know he he is the king of Noyala. If you need somebody to help get you out of any situation, he's definitely one of the people you want to call. And the fact that he was there using everything he had to save my friend, I know that if anything could have been done, Adamu would have got it done. So the fact that it happened the way it happened, I know it was time. It was really time for Rab to leave us. I'm just thankful that he was not alone. I'm thankful that he was with a child's father. I'm also thankful that he was with Sadiq Banda, people that knew him and loved him. Because that's always been an issue for me. You know, like people leaving us and knowing that they're alone. I, I hope it brought him some type of comfort to know that, oh, Nas man is here, you know, Adamu's here, Sadiq is here, and I hope it was peaceful. I love you, Rab. I will miss you. I pray for your daughters. I pray for AC. I pray for all of us. Our lives were changed because we knew you, and they're changed because we have lost you. Until we meet again, my brother, Keep doing what you do. Just being a shining light. <laughs> I love you, Rab. Peace.